The following is a Cast Wave Studios production. The Internet, the final frontier. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Boldly Going Nowhere. Tonight, E3, what's new? Spider-Man, Elder Scrolls, and Skyrim for Alexa. Yeah, um, that's going to be interesting, to say the least. And a uh, nice Keen Peel uh, sketch there. Also, we have Bo that joins us from the Maryland House of Pain uh, wrestling school. So also Domino stacks toppings like pavement right here on boldly going nowhere. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to boldly going nowhere. It's a podcast. You listen to it with your ears. With your ears. And uh, <laughs> Colin is still out and about, but uh, yep. we, we always scrounge to pick up uh, guests on this show uh, when Colin's not here. Um, we sneak him in the door and don't let Colin know. Uh, <laughs> um, we uh, have uh, Brian's friend here, and I'll, Brian, I'll let you introduce him. All right. Hey, Bo, go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. My name... <laughs> Is the boss, Bo Ross, training up at Hagerstown's House of Pain, also known as the Neil Superior Professional Wrestling Training Center. Mm -hmm. And hey, good to be here. Awesome. Good to have you here, man. Thank you. I happen to also be attending the same school, and uh, I just managed to somehow not get my ass kicked quite so much. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. That day will come. That day will come. It will come. Yeah, but um, yeah, we have Bo here today. Uh, we're actually going to be talking about E3. We're also going to be talking about a couple of different things as uh, on the show, like on the show header we were just talking about. Um, but first and foremost, um, I don't know, like um, just out of the gate on E3, because um, I guess we could just get right into it. Uh, what's the thing that everybody's most excited about now that it, the event is pretty much over? I mean, it's kind of weird how it just kind of came and went like that. Like it, it was. Yeah, all- it is a little weird. It kind of just hit. And then it was gone. Yeah. Like, there was no real yeah. hype leading into it. It just kind of was, it hey, was, we're here, and yeah, oh, didn't, bye, we're done. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't... Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't any hype to it. I don't. I can't imagine there was any like advertising revenue being thrown oh, towards no. E3 at this point, because right now, it's just for the insiders. It is... I think it's shut down to the public this year. No, I actually, I think they is were it? selling... Or is it open to the public? I, they, they, were, oh, they were open to people going in and trying out stuff this year. That Like, you could buy an attendee pass this year. What? Right. They yep. still wanted people to come in, but I think because they put a lot of focus on there's already a lot of talk about certain games that have been trying to come out, trying to gain some steam and some speed. And that's kind of what they ended up focusing on was all the rumors that everybody's accumulated over the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest thing that hurt it, uh, I can kind of compare it to um, kind of the MCU uh, what it comes to, because I can guarantee you, you're going to go into San Diego Comic-Con and you're going to see the same problem, at least with Marvel and DC, is that they've already announced everything that's coming out this year, for the most part. Right. Like, Sony's already announced, Microsoft's already announced, Nintendo certainly, because we already know that we're getting Smash Brothers, we already know that we're getting, you know, all this stuff coming out this year. So it was really them either doubling down on stuff or them coming out with like, oh, by the way, there's like, hey, look, a new Super Mario Party game. Or, hey, look, here's some footage of... It was weird because Pokemon Go, when it launched, had mass popularity, and then it died off, and then they started doing things the right way with the the newer generations being released in a very Mm -hmm. timely manner. And then I was actually watching a video, I think it was either this morning or last night, I can't really remember, and they touched base that they want to try and now market this to the younger audience that doesn't have smartphones that doesn't have properly working tablets that can actually play the game right and and they want to try and open it up a bit more and i mean when you look at like okay let's go ahead and talk about pokemon for a second um because um there's a lot to talk about with with uh let's go pikachu and let's go eevee um i can agree with you on that and i can absolutely see where they're trying to maybe get to people who 
hey, you're not ready for a smartphone yet. You're not ready for a tablet yet. You're not ready for any of that. And for them to make it like Pokemon Go, but for a console is actually kind of smart. Oh, it's and, very smart. And how they're like making it so that you can transfer stuff to and from your phone. That's just, that's yeah, genius. Well, that's technology we didn't have back when these games first launched. Yeah. I'm probably going to age myself here a little bit with revealing this, but I can still remember when, you know, the red, blue, and yellow launched, and all you had oh, was yeah. a regular brick Game Boy. Yep. And yeah, at ages... You're in good company, because we, we all remember those. At, at ages 7, 8, 9, 10, that, that's what you had back then. There was no cell phone, and the cell phones that did exist, you didn't want. Nope. Trust me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, dude, I'll be honest with you, and I'm going to date myself a little more here, Um I can remember being on the playground, fourth grade, you know, trading games with a link cable. Yeah. That, that was <laughs> the you remember, way. Dude, you link, remember the link cable? Dude. You remember, this is before, like, backlit screens. Yeah. Like, everyone has, like, the backlit screens now. We used to have to, like, tilt it. We used to play, you know, tilt the phone in the sun so we could see what we were doing. Yeah. Tilt the phone, tilt the Game Boy. The get only on, thing that Get had on top a... of the jungle gym, you know, that, like, dome yep, thing. Right and you climb up to the, the top, the and then spots. that's the best spot. I, I mean... But then you also had the Game Gear that was kind of ahead of its time. That kind of launched forward oh my the gosh. whole lit back screen that was yeah color. that was a half hour of awesomeness without it without it being plugged in <laughs> yeah that, that Battery, was that was always a fun that, that was always a fun <laughs> conversation to have man because it was always just like mom <laughs> what i need six double a's again <laughs> it's been two hours what the hell happened <laughs> game here uh. <laughs> he just throws you this like long orange thing what is this it's an extension cord. <laughs> Plug Actually, it in. I think Plug that's how I got introduced up. to one, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Classic. Hook it up, go into the wall, and don't say anything for the next five hours. God. Uh, <laughs> Two hours later, go I outside. Have to, <laughs> I have to pay attention to you as a parent? God. This is the worst. But yeah, um, yeah, man. Like I don't know. I, I think um, what's really cool, too, about this, because um, obviously a couple weeks ago, I feel like it was a couple weeks ago, they just announced... Um, the Switch games that are going to have that uh, weird kind of controller Pokeball thing. And they just announced at E3, and I know this is going to sell units, that apparently when you buy that, you unlock Mew. You unlock a chance at Mew, yeah. if I understand it correctly. It's not a guarantee. It's a chance. It's a chance at Mew. So I'm down for that. So they're still keeping Mew rare. Mm-hmm. As rare as they can. As rare as they can. As rare as they were in the trading card game, and that dates me quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to think about that because I still have what they called a fake Mew that apparently now is worth more than the actual card. And you lost it. No, I still know where it's at. Oh, right on. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody. That's fair. That's going with me to my <laughs> grave. <laughs> Shh. Hey, you listening. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> it's like... You're... you're <laughs> Uh, you're, you're, ancient, you're, ancient Apache secret. Yeah. <laughs> Long ago, there was word of you. <laughs> like I can, uh, yeah. You're kind of like Ron Swanson with the whole like I have gold and it's buried somewhere. Where is it? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I have gold and it's buried somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. Um. I don't know. This this E3. I mean, there were some there were some jaw there was some really jaw dropping stuff. Um. I remember like the Kingdom Hearts three trailer and seeing the Pirates of the Caribbean level. Yes, and going, oh my god, they, wow! They actually released an official list. I don't have access to it at this specific moment. I remember Toy Story stood out, Frozen, yeah, Monsters yeah. Inc. Frozen, their female audience is locked. Oh, I know, locked. As soon as they put Elsa in there, you're like, all right, we're, we're, we're good. My only fear is getting to that level and finding out it's going to be like the Little Mermaid from the second one, where it's nothing but singing and dancing. That's my oh, only fear. I didn't know. Either oh, no, I, I was, saw the Little, little Mermaid was, 2, or, I, or Sean, I forgot I saw it. Sean, it was bad. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, oh, Kingdom man. Hearts 2 took what they did in Atlantis in the first one and just threw it in the trash can. Oh. I get, as a gamer, nobody likes underwater levels. I especially hated it in World of Warcraft when they had that whole fiasco during Cataclysm. Please don't take us back there, Blizzard, if you are ever listening to this. I beg you. Star Fox 64 had a good underwater level. <laughs> yes, that was probably one of the better ones, but that was a constant moving thing. That's not a you have free room to go wherever you want, yeah. however you want. Or GTA 5. That's one. That one's boring. 
Yeah, I, I hadn't. I haven't gotten into the fifth one yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. Actually, I think my favorite underwater levels have probably got to get, either got to be in, Mar- in Mario games or in Mega Man games. I got to go with Mario. Yeah. Like Mario, Super Mario, Super Mario Sunshine actually had some really good underwater levels. So did so did Odyssey too. Once you pick up a Switch. You'll know what I'm talking about. Hey, I'm working my way there. I don't know what it is, but the music in the underwater underwater levels is so awesome. Like that's about the only real advantage you get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what else from E3 that we uh, did we like? Well, uh, I. Oh yeah, that's right. Elder Scrolls Six is happening. Yeah, and there's one um, on the phone that looks really cool. But there's one on the phone. Yeah, they they released one. Um, it's I forgot what the name was, but it's the El- they have an Elder Scrolls game for for your phone, and it's not Skyrim. <laughs> there, Bethesda made that joke with that the Key and Peel thing. Yeah. Um, oh God. <laughs> with, with Skyrim for Alexa, and and it actually exists. Yeah. Well, can, there's got to be a prototype of just about everything at this point. If you could think of the idea for the game, there's a prototype somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, what is it? Because he's got an Alexa over at his apartment, and there's a bunch of really cool stuff that you can do with it. I mean, there's one on there's one on this, but, you know, I haven't enabled it yet, and it's not uh, connected. At this point, I probably wouldn't mess with it. Yeah. It'll <laughs> probably be just a, a waste <laughs> of time. New King, um, North Korea. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we just made friends. Push the red button. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't process that command. It's I like, it's like of all the times to not process a command. Oh, thanks for putting that back in my head. <laughs> fires the missiles, but I was very tired. Fine, take a nap. Then <laughs> fires the missiles. Oh God, no! <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> England's just like about that time, eh, chaps? Righto. <laughs> Chip, chip, cheerio. Chip, chip, cheerio. <laughs> Russia's just like, ah, motherland! <laughs> Ooh, yeah! <laughs> that, right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, we have so much room. I think Randy Man Savage uh, c- covers like half of my soundboard. Yeah. I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. The man oozed charisma when I he know. spoke. It was oh, gold. Yeah. Like, th- this this one, he just says, I'm your friend, and I'm your friend. <laughs> Right there, that was all charisma. Was you all can't char- teach that. You can't teach that. You know what's so funny too about that? I know this is a sidebar, but like it's so funny. You go online and you try and find video of Macho Man, like and just Randy just talking normally, and he's still talking like this, and he's like got that really deep voice, which is funny because you look at somebody like just out of oh, the Mr. Mr. Sarcasm as the example. Yeah. Of that. Oh wow, Mr. Sarcasm. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Yep, that, yep, 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 yep. Got it. Just, he, he shifts it from like second to fifth. God, I miss Randy Savage. I, I, I don't know about fifth, but he definitely hit fourth. He oh, hit yeah. fourth, you know, like he skipped, I think he skipped the gear and like, oh no, he, he, definitely, he, he definitely skipped a gear in there. Like, he, if he touched it, he didn't let off the clutch and went right to the next one. Yep. What's. <laughs> What's so weird is like you look at somebody like, I don't know, like off the top of my head, Gilbert Gottfried, who like <laughs> he always puts on that voice. This like, is Skyrim. But then yeah, like Yeah. But then like you hear him talk normally and he's just talking like this. And I'm like, no. Yeah, it, no, it's not much different than what he would do for his promos for the ring, being in the ring. And yeah. actually looking into one of his documentaries they did it was weird learning how he came up with his persona because when you look at the pictures of the way he was built mm-hmm. you didn't see any of that in him at all oh yeah he, he was kind of on the scrawny side he's very average built like an average baseball player built because that's what he did he played baseball and he was pretty damn good at it if i say so mm-hmm. and then I, I can't remember right offhand what led into him getting into wrestling, but then he started watching some of these other guys. From well, it was his places. dad, right? It might have been his dad. I don't fully remember because I think his dad wanted him to play baseball. Yeah, and then and then Lenny Poffa was in there too. But then right, like... uh, there there was something weird that happened. But he ended up watching some guy from Hawaii and liked the way he did his promos and just kind of picked a few things out of it, tested the water a little bit, and next thing you know, gone. Mm-hmm. Huh. And it's it's so weird too because like you I have I've actually seen photos of him like when he was like young and like yeah that was all just going to the gym dude that was all oh, yeah like it's gym and that, that's proper su- nutrition supersets like, <laughs> most definitely like like somebody like Hulk Hogan like he he built out but like he was already kind of that shape 
Yeah, he was Macho Man had to work for that. Yeah, Hogan had a very natural barrel-chested build, kind of like I got, kind of like you got too, Brian. Yeah. And, yeah, there's some things we're not going to really get into on what all went on with that that led into where they are now or where they were yeah. or whatever. But yeah, where they were in the it, prime, yeah. It's, it's so weird with the wrestling business because I came in and they're all, no, you got to have this loud, brash attitude. I'm just like, um... According to Jake the Snake Roberts, the most dangerous man speaks softly and carries a big stick. So uh, I got a wrench. <laughs> I think that counts as a big stick. What do you got? <laughs> and it stuck. I mean, yeah, I got times where I am a little brash, but yeah. it's situational. Yeah. But that, it depends that, on the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like situational confrontations. Right. Now we're kind of. Swaying off topic here. What was the last thing we just talked about? We were we're talking about we're talking about the video games. <laughs> yes, we were. Oh, that's right. It was Elder Scrolls Six. Yes, Elder Scrolls Six. Well, they showed us. I think nothing really. But, yeah, I don't but, even think we. But have they an just showed us title. the logo. They showed us the logo, and everybody wet themselves. Do they have an official <laughs> title for it, or is it just Elder Scrolls Six? I dude. What no, did they'll you ha- just they'll, find? Ha- they'll release a title for it. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's Elder Scrolls Six just at the moment, but oh my god! <laughs> oh, wow. that's that's not as good as the one from the other week you oh, had wow. about how I like my tea the same shade as Hogan's tan from the late nineties. <laughs> <laughs> not too dark. Sorry, yeah, brother, not. you're getting thrown under the bus tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, brother. Oh man. Okay, that's go. That's oh. that's getting saved right there. We'll we'll put that up on the show. Oh, I want to watch Suburban Commando now. Ugh. Oh man. Oh god. Yeah. That was that would that was Oscar worthy. Yeah. You, you, uh, one last side thing, and then we we'll go back into E3 about that movie. I honestly thought because Undertaker never talked back in the day, that's how he actually talked. Where he's like, he just had a he's like, you're a dead man, Ramsey. It's like, <laughs> oh god, what the fuck? <laughs> and of course, of course, Mark Calloway doesn't talk like that. No, then. no. But God, that was funny. I was like, what? So Spider-Man looks freaking awesome. Oh my God. Spider-Man looks, it it, it reminds me of the uh, Arkham games. A yes. Little bit. With but more flippy, kicky stuff. With well, more, and some punk, punch action stuff like you see from like in the old well, obviously, War games. Obviously, because Spider-Man's definitely a little more acrobatic. Yeah. Pun intended there on the word bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, when you look at Arkham or just Batman in general against. Well, yeah, he's, sto- he's stocky guy, so he just kind of like you know he brawls. Right. Doesn't flip it too much. Where whereas Spider Man's like this lanky guy, who just keeps right. Moving. He's got to rely on he his speed moving. and being able to outwit his opponent, whoever it might happen to be. But the way that they incorporated that, like his, oh, like yeah, in yeah. like the gameplay footage I seen was. I mean, if it's consistent with that and gets better, that's amazing with me. My worry is they were able to capture that for E3, and it might not translate very well to the final product. Controlling, you think? Yeah, it might be more of a control issue. Like, they might be able to get all the flippy whatever in there, but... Like, they don't want to make it too easy... But they and this it's a really it's really difficult to make a good game like it really can, is yeah because you Cause want you don't want to make it too easy you don't want to make it like like it is in like um I think was it God of War two where you just kind of press a button and he God does of all War the stuff one was kind of one push through yeah one one was a push through where you just felt like am I watching a movie I'm watching fight. a movie with with uh, just pressing A and X sometimes. Yeah, a lot of jumping between the yeah. magic and regular. But attack. you also don't want anything like Dark Souls. Where, uh, or, no, where, Demon yeah. Souls was worse than Demon, Dark Souls. Demon Souls. Demon Souls, where it was where, just, you literally, okay, I'm 10 seconds into the game, first enemy just killed me. What happened? Yeah. yeah. Well, here's, And that was the weak guy. Right. You haven't that even got the That was the weakest the bo- enemy. The boss is way down the road. Well, I mean, you can I mean, throw a seems stone like... and hit the boss, but it, it's definitely... <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's way down the road. Yeah. yeah. But well, just the fact that they threw you into the game, and it's like, okay, I've got no gear. Nothing in here should be really able to... Oh, wait, I, oh, I got a broken sword. No, I should sure. be able to kill this thing that's chained to the wall. It shouldn't be able to... Oh, wait, it kicked me and I died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to find a balance between those, like, you know, polar opposites. So I, I'm hopefully that hopefully that translates well, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. You, can't, you don't hoping, know until the game comes out, really. I'm hoping that they do kind of. This is going to seem weird. They, I think they should do like a double 
standard on it. Like if there is an easy play, have it to where if you push the button, it does the move and positions you automatically. Yeah. Then have like an intermediate where you have a little bit of control over some of the moves, but like the harder moves you still have no control over, just hit the button and let it go. Then like a, an expert mode where you have complete control where everything goes every time you move. Yeah. That would be a better translation than just here's what you get. Yeah. And I, th- I think we're kind of in that society of gaming now. I, I hope it is like, because the way, the way um, Arkham had, Arkham Asylum and Arkham um, City especially, had that perfect balance when it came to like um, melee fights. Right. And, and, and like keep on go harking back to that game because it's, it's a very well played game. Like you, you, it feels immersive. You get those stories interesting enough. Every once in a while there's get this thing, get this thing, get the, well, that, you know, that, that's but with any game, that's with anything. It was any game, but like in terms of like the actual melee, concept i hope i hope that pans out well well what i think is interesting about this game too is that um obviously it's being made by sony and um did anybody else notice um that it looks like it's, this is gonna be a sinister six game and what was the movie that they were trying to put out when andrew garfield was spider-man still uh... it feels like they're kind of taking what they were gonna take with that script for the andrew garfield movie and just were like let's just make a game out of it I can't even remember what they were trying to do because I like yeah. I like went complete. I don't care and just put the blinds yeah. over. And they just like whatever. They were trying to set up a Sinister Six movie, like a standalone Sinister Six movie, and Andrew Garfield would have been Spider Man for that. But obviously, after Spider Man Two or Amazing Spider Man Two, that kind of you know yeah that got kind of went out canned. the window really quick. So it, it 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 feels to me like they were like, well, you know, let's not you know throw away the baby with the you know bathwater and try and do something else with it so i mean i guess they realized that there was a lot of loss that stood in their future and just said you know what it's not even worth it yeah well i mean also you know but like, you, you got issues all across the gaming world where it's like i just played a really great game i wonder what it would have looked like if it would have been a movie mm-hmm. oh yeah like um i i know uncharted would be an interesting movie i don't know if it'd be a good movie but they'd make a really interesting movie out of that probably um, with that alone it dates back to Final Fantasy VII, all the argument about, oh, it was supposed to be on this. Supposed to be on that. I don't care where it's supposed to start. When you break down that whole story, that could have easily been a trilogy. Easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I, <laughs> I, I, honestly, it's been a while since I played that game. Um, but Actually, did they talk any about the... I don't know if it's supposed to be a remake nope. or remaster. They didn't talk about it. They t- they talked. Wow. Square Enix literally just talked about Kingdom Hearts, and I think they announced a new game, and that was it. There was nothing about the remake. There was nothing about Final Fantasy 16 or 14 online or anything. Well, considering the the level of hatred that's going on towards them right now over <laughs> the fact that it's been how long, ten plus years since we've had a Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, it, it's been a very long time, and we're just sitting here on this cliffhanger and. And yeah. it's annoying. And I just, I love how they're just like... Almost feels like Half-Life, like I'm a Half-Life fan or something. <laughs> oh, my God. I, when they finally decide... The only reason they won't do that right now is because of what happened to Duke Nukem. I understand their fear in that, but I think it's at a point where we need to try. I, I, honestly, the game that they should have had a three, and and this would have went bonkers, and everyone would have adopted this as Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead 3 mm-hmm. should have came out, yep. and that would have been... Awesome. A uh, Left 4 Dead VR. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of games that could go to VR and they'll you won't be able to keep them on shelves. Yeah. Hmm. Oh my gosh, Beat Saber right now. Insane. What game it, would it's, I want to play? It in is VR? it is t- taken over like like half of YouTube right now. Yeah. Is lightsabers and and DDR. Honestly, oh, I, of course DDR. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I would love to have like a like a VR game like Overwatch. I would love to have Overwatch, but like I'm. But, I think that's. But actually the idea work. is your two Vive controllers are like lightsabers, but if you connect them together, they vibrate, so it feels like you have, and, it, and it's a totally immersive because it's on the Vive, right? And you feel like you're a Jedi when you're when you're like pushing yeah. up. These I haven't blocks. played around with VR yet, so no. I'm appara- still and apparently, uh, this is just my my friend explaining this to me that it's after you play for like 10 minutes you you take off the headset and you're cut you're drenched in sweat just wow. because you get so into it apparently he's like yeah dude Sounds I've, like my I've been losing what, i've been losing weight off of, of, of that i was like 
Okay, no, so now VR is doing what the Wii did when it first launched. Everybody oh, but was losing weight. Ten times like, successful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And no Wii fit on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, so, so um, going into, um, Brian, I don't know if you want to pull up the story of Domino's. Oh, okay. Hold on. Uh, this is, just want to talk about that. I just want that. This is a really good place to plug that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Domino's. Oh my god. All right. We got. We had our workout conversation. Now. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> exactly. Now got to fuel the workout. So got, got, so, as soon as you're done your workout, I got you eat your pizza. So <laughs> so there's there's a few there's a few things that this uh, story is be, is being called by CNBC.com is saying Domino's is taking on America's crumbling infrastructure one pothole at a time. Washington Post says, why I let Domino's fill my city's potholes? And then popularmechanics.com wrote, Domino's is fixing potholes because they're ruining pizza. <laughs> I'm, and I, I wrote... Wait, and, wait, wait, and, wait, 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 wait. Domino's is ruining pizza? And They're not. They're totally not. I, I mean, I get that that's a draw, but... You... No, that was that was Domino's pre-2004 or whenever they... Remo- whenever they... Oh, Their pizza's the pretty good remodel. now, man. Okay. I yeah, know, yeah, I know yeah that, was, that was pre... That was Domino's, old school Domino's. Yeah. Old school Domino's was ruining pizza. Yes. The new Domino's is... It's sick as shit. It's it's awesome. It's really anyway. Good. So they're All right. repairing roads. So um, per uh, let's see here. Per, per I can't talk today. Shit. I've been. Do talking you come over there and read it. I got it. Yeah, <clears throat> you can you can sl- slide it around. And let him read it. Let <laughs> me be a, be a news guy. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll give a crack at the news here. All right. Let's see where we leave news. off at on this. <laughs> All right. So just now for the news. And now we go to Bo with the news. Domino's is no longer just selling pizza. Okay, we already read that. Uh, Monday, pizza chain said it was partnering with towns and cities in the U.S. to fix potholes with the goal of providing smoother rides for Domino's delivery drivers. I knew there was a catch. I knew there had to be the a delivery catch. drivers are like, I'm tired of the potholes. Let's just fix them ourselves. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I delivered pizza for Domino's down outside of Chesapeake, Virginia. Oh. And I mean... They make pretty good money. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Delivery people. You order $15 worth. Well, no, we'll go a little bit beyond that. You order your $28.99 deal. Comes out to like 32 and some change. People just throw you 40 bucks and say, have a nice night. Awesome. As long as you keep your $20 worth of change at the end of the night, everything else stays in your pocket. That's awesome. They, they, don't, you, they you, don't try to cut in on no, that. No, you pay back your pizza. For whatever they say, oh, well, you did this much, you owe me 130 in cash. So you hand over the 130 in cash, whatever's left over, you count out your $20 in change, put it in your little safe or pocket, whatever you piggy want, bank. put it in piggy bank, <laughs> make sure you can get to it for your next shift, and the rest goes right in your wallet. It's awesome. So, I mean, I don't blame them on this a little bit. Let's see here. Hundreds have recently repaved... Okay, that phrase makes no sense. Anyway... <laughs> Hundreds have recently repaved My potholes first article. <laughs> in four towns in Texas, Delaware, Georgia, California, feature the company's marketing slogan, Oh, yes, we did. And oh, the, yes, we did. Oh, no, they didn't. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> and the company isn't stopping there. Huh. So apparently... What did you just open? No, we're not going to Sunglass Hut. Get out of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's, a new, that's evil Exotica. We don't go there. They just go on to keep uh, talking about how they care and value their customers and feel that it would be a lot better if their delivery drivers didn't have to deal with all these road hazards. But, yeah, you're eliminating the potholes, but now what are you going to do about the people that can't drive? Right. Mm. I mean, I'll I'll just leave you with three letters, N, D, F. I'll let you figure out what they stand for. I'll tell you what the N and D stand for. The F is up to you, and it's (laughs) (laughs) non-driving. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I just... Man, that the the amount of good they can do, like I was thinking, especially like in Detroit, because holy crap, Motor City has yeah, some D- it has Detroit's some horrible easy, roads. Easy you think Motor City? You think Motor City? They must have the best roads. No, no, <laughs> they, well, they don't even have a testing facility up there. Their closest testing facility, if they wanted to use it, is. Used by NASCAR every year, and it's the Michigan International Speedway. And even then, the little rinky-dink road course they got still ain't exactly a good test. So now you got to either go to Canada and use – I don't even think what theirs is called now. Anyway, <laughs> the you, you got to the, the old sorry, The old sorry Speedway? Uh, yeah, something like that. 
But you got to outsource now. Go down to Daytona and use their Speedway. Use Sebring. Go out to California. Tim, and... Tim Horton's uh, <laughs> thing. The apologetic poutine circuit. <laughs> 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 oh my god oh. oh my god you just named oh. our episode buddy there we go there we go oh. sorry would you like some cheese curds but yeah then you also got to outsource to the mazda laguna seca speedway and the sonoma valley road course and yeah i mean i imagine they probably used the indianapolis speedway itself for top speed tests daytona talladega mm-hmm. i mean there's so many racetracks all over not even just in the u.s worldwide um, I think what is it? There, there's actually one in uh, North Carolina where my grandma lives. Uh, I can't remember what the fuck the name of it. Okay, please. there's a lot of tracks in North Carolina. Yeah. You got Charlotte Motor Speedway that used to be Lowe's. You got the old Rockingham Raceway. Uh, Rockingham. It, it was yep. Rockingham. Yeah, they don't run there anymore. Yep. Unfortunately, I don't understand that whole why they cut that out. But you know what? They've moved forward, and I don't. Yep. I, I'm not going <clears> to complain too much on that. My dad actually had a dart. Uh, he had a Challenger back in the '70s that he used to race around on that uh, track with when, like, they were doing races. Yeah, uh, well, that was also that back when stock car was stock car. Yeah. You went to the dealership, you bought it on the showroom floor, and you took it straight to the track. You now, I, I, you can't see me here, but there's some air quotes involved with the original <laughs> stock car racing because it, original it might have come with a, you know whatever 400 some odd horsepower small block or big block but that's not necessarily what people pulled up with under the hood and they got away with it Mm -hmm. as long as it was from the manufacturer and didn't exceed a certain size nascar didn't care Mm, no it just had to be street legal honestly nascar is one of those things where it is entertaining to watch the last five minutes oh my god well see i don't know how much you're up to date on that currently because I think it was last year, or the year before they started this whole stage racing. It's no longer one long race like it used to be. Exciting to me back in the day was that they could go to Daytona and Talladega and not have a caution and not have the pack separate. That was excitement for me. Yeah. Now, most of these races are divided into three segments ever since they got bought out by Monster Energy. Oh, God. Yeah. Well... I, I, I don't misconstrue that. It, it sounded like a bad yeah, but it's actually worked in their favor. I was against it at first. I was like, no, you're destroying. It sounds awful. Destroying what racing at is. At face value, it sounds awful. But then you start watching these races and say, okay, I remember this used to take, you know, five, five and a half hours, and you could tell who was going to win halfway through the race. Now you come to the end of that first segment. Wait a minute. You don't ever finish in the top ten, but you won the segment. How did this happen? Now there's some reason to be excited a third of the way through the race, two-thirds of the way through the race. Because they're awarding points for the top ten drivers at the end of these segments. So now it's not just, oh, they're Just people yelling at Jeff Gordon. Well, he he retired. (laughs) I know he retired, but but back in the day. (laughs) Yeah, back in the day, it was, somebody wreck Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you were a Gordon fan, then it was, go Gordon. I was just kind of on the fence, but... Yeah, that that that's definitely a rarity to be in because like usually everyone who ro- watches NASCAR is like yeah. is either a really it's like oiled water. Yeah, but we've grown a lot in that sport now too. That's because good. with everything that happened back around when Dale Senior died, yeah, that kind of that was the catalyst, really. That kind of opened up. Okay, what do these drivers really go through on a regular basis? Because they couldn't say that the wreck killed him, but at the same time, they couldn't say that it didn't. Yeah. Right. So it's like, well, was he dead on impact? We, we don't know. According to the spotter, he was silent once he took the white flag. He didn't say anything. Hmm. White flag came out, and his radio went silent. Told him his lap time. You know, told him hold his line, keep doing what he's doing, and he never gave back a 10-4, Roger, nothing. Hmm. Nothing came back. Tried to communicate with him again going down the backstretch, got nothing. You know, hey, how's the car feeling? Nothing. Nothing. Huh. So there's makes even, you wonder. There's a theory that he might have been dead at the line. He may have just whatever energy was left in his body was driving, and that was it. It was on autopilot. So he was dead even before the wreck. It's just a theory. Can't be proven. Oh can't God. be disproven. I don't want to think about it that way. I just want to look at it as the man went out doing the one thing that he loved as much as his family. Wow. That's awesome. 
That's I mean, I'm, I mean, it's horrible that that he that he died, right? But it's awesome that he died doing what he loved. Exactly. But like that is interesting. That you could like, it's a, that's almost like the Sapruder film. Like you could he could <laughs> donate like hundreds of hours right. into like into like. Did he die before the race? Like, if there's a documentary, well, I would watch and, the crap and, and out you, of that. You see that the argument everybody has, and I remember watching videos of this wreck, his real big wreck he had at Talladega. He rolled that car probably more times than I can count, got T-boned, driver's side, upside down. In theory, he should have been dead right there. By all laws of physics, he was dead. There, there was no way he walked away from that. Emergency crews got to him, got him out of the car. He tried to walk away from the emergency personnel. Damn. I don't know if he was made out of some kind of steel that we just didn't know existed yet. Or Amantium. Something. <laughs> I mean, nerves of steel, but it, you go and watch the three movie, and he did live with demons, as everybody does. Oh, like, yeah. From all those wrecks. Shit. God, I can't, I just, I can't imagine, like, like he's he's dead he's he's dead at the wheel, but like there's just enough to keep him going and go. Like, oh, that blows my freaking mind. One dude. thing we do have to talk about, and uh, since we are we're already in the subject of death anyway, um, oh, yeah. we we've lost two we all, we lost two people that I uh, two major people I know, Kate Spade, which was uh, a suicide, and the big this is the big one, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, dude was a rock star. We lost. We lost him. The suicide, dude. Yeah. He was. He was amazing. Like, like he's. He's like probably. He's probably the reason why. Like, I like travel and cook today. Like that's. I mean that's pretty much everybody. But like, I mean same here. Yeah. You know? I mean that's. I mean they, he he he's the per, he's the like his shows. You watch him and you feel like you're in the other place. You know. I mean he he kind of inspired me back in the day to actually become a chef. And he also inspired me. That's part of the reason why I did Wondering Kitchen Geek. Kitchen Confidential. He, that's kind of the reason why I did Wondering Geek, Sean. Yeah. Was because I was like, here's this dude who's going around kicking ass and just fucking trying different shit. And uh, I don't know. I really dug it. And I was yeah. like. Uh, he, he took that fourth wall because everybody loves the good fourth wall, Bray. He, he proved to you that it didn't really exist unless you wanted it to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and he turned. He turned. Uh, Kind of like the uh, foodie documentary, like travels, like on it its d- head. And he, it wasn't just about. Stream. It wasn't just about food. Right. It was about the people too. It was about yeah. the culture. Yeah. Which is something I absolutely loved because you, I don't know about y'all, but like when I was growing up, and I was going around all kinds of different places, like even just in the states or whatever, I always hated doing the touristy shit. I always hated it. Unless it was something like obviously you're talking like getting on the whole, you know, let's go on this bus, take pictures here, yeah, yeah. go to this one specific souvenir shop or whatever. Yeah, uh, I was yeah, like, no. I, I don't blame you. I'm like, Cause, no, because what, like, what, yeah, because yeah. I have an example. Yeah, like what I love to do, like I'll give you, like, like I'll, I can give you an example, then you give you give yours. Okay. Um, we were in New York last year because we got invited to do a podcast. We were, we got invited to do a podcast festival there you and go. after we, cause it was in Queens and then me and Amanda and I believe it was Corey. Um, after a while, uh, we got done with all our stuff and it was like still the middle of the day on a Saturday. We decided we were going to hop the subway and go to downtown New York and just wander around. And we wound up walking for about eight hours in downtown New York and just seeing everything. And like, you know, See, this is where somebody would expect somebody to say, I'm sorry, but I- I've also been up to New York, and I don't yeah. care what anybody says. You can see it a million times in movies and think, oh, that's got to be the worst city. Ever. No. It's you awesome. get up there, and it is completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. It's the same thing out at L.A., too. Yeah, L.A. is awesome, Everybody's man. got these pictures in their head of, oh, L.A.'s constant bumper-to-bumper. Tra- no. Rush hour out there, 75 mile an hour, 15 inches off the bumper in front of you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I, I learned about that because I was taking the shuttle from LAX to Pasadena. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will apologize on that one <laughs> that because was... I've made that trip in a car. That sucks. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like just just being in New York and like we went to like all these different awesome ra- ra- you know ramen places and uh, you know we just kind of went to like all these little underground kind of places and like hell we went to a jazz club at midnight in New York City and on a Saturday still night up there and. 
I mean, you know, you could argue that that's a touristy thing to do, but honestly, like... It's really not, because that, that's a level of culture that you're not yeah. going to know is there unless you went out to find exactly. it. Exactly. And, you know, it just stuff like that and trying all the different foods that just New York had to offer. I'm like, you know, it, he he left an imprint on me way back when. And it, it's it's kind of like he kind of gave the blueprint for this is what an adventure should be. Go do it. There is this, uh, well, I went on the cruise, and this is like a very touristy thing, you know, and like they don't really do much, but uh, we were going to go to this island called Princess K where they I had some excursions planned with like stingrays, and I was really excited for that. But they're like, well, we can't stop it and stop in here. That place is overbooked with this other cruise ship, so we're, we're, we're you know, except we're going to go to Nassau. I was there like, oh, okay. <laughs> so everyone goes. Bahamas. Everyone goes right. to this, the main drag where you have all your shops. You got all the people out there selling, all the people out there, the local comedy selling stuff to, you know, to get by. And we just went, me and my friends just went off the beaten path. We, we went down through the town, through the town, like until we stopped seeing like backpacks. And, and start, yeah, got, got to be real specific on that. Yeah, we stopped seeing, you know, you know, backpacks and flip flops, and we started seeing more, more, uh, more like un- unique sh- like shops that weren't really updated. They then weren't very colorful, like the old mom, we, mom and pop shops. Yeah, it was very mom and pop pop shops. Like they're like shacks essentially. Yeah. It's somebody's and, garage attached to their house. They turn it. And into we a go shop over. And, um, we buy. I buy like this. Uh, this cigar tray for for a friend I know like cigars and um, I'm like hey do you know where we can find like a beach where no one goes that just locals go to she goes yeah go out here you know take a left at this place and you'll find it so we go down there there's no one there there's no one there and it's like a clean beach there's there's this local guy like on see he just has a table and he's got like a machete and uh, a bunch of coconuts, and he's go. just sitting there, you know, chopping up coconuts yeah, and then just, just and stabbing, them, them stabbing them, stabbing them, and like he's got a cash box, and that's it. That's all he's operating with. That's all he. So needed. I just like, I just you know, he was like, oh, it's gonna be like you know three dollars. I just I just gave him a ten. Go, <laughs> I go, I'll yeah. just take one. And dude, it was probably like the best coconut water I've ever had. At and I was and I would have never did that if I didn't go off the beaten path. Right. And that's what Anthony Bourdain was all about. And, and that, that because he said that and because that really stuck with me, that's, that's why I'll, I'll always do that whenever I go on a trip. Mm-hmm. You bear in mind safety, but still, you know, Oh yeah. Within reason. I'm, I'm sure that there's some people who might've listened to that just now. And we're just like, Oh God, please. You know, <laughs> if you're, if you're traveling anywhere in like, the Bahamas or Cayman Islands and you don't see a backpack like that or you don't see tourists like maybe you know make sure that you have numbers on you but like well yeah at the we same have, time we, yeah we, there, there was like four of us we're fine well yeah yeah always preach safety on that uh-huh. yeah. yeah that's the way you gotta do it hands on the cell phone <laughs> but you know what you're sitting here talking about beaten paths and whatnot I seen you recall we were gonna talk about the Forza Horizon 4 good segue or as Colin would call it a segue a seag which is incorrect <laughs> 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 so yeah forza horizon uh i have not seen the trailer to this i, I guess i you know because i don't really when i catch e3 i just type in e3 on youtube and see what pops up first and yeah i don't expect this to be a, a main find i personally haven't seen anything on it either i did see the name pop up in a couple different locations so i do know it is coming i'll just throw this out there i am a mechanic by trade when i'm not wrestling so Cars kind of speak to me a little bit, and I have watched. So you probably like? Uh, do you like Grand Tour? Uh, see, I'm getting into a lot of this right now because I remember growing up with the Grand Turismo series, and then I remember the birth of Forza, and it's just kind of like. Okay, oh, I was talking I about a TV show, but <laughs> you know, I never really got into that. The you TV, should. You should. Get I'm going to look into it. A lot of the TV shows were harder for me to get into. Uh, I believe that we actually have copies, by the way, if you if you want. We have copies of the UK cut of the original Top Gear with um, Jeremy oh, nice. Clarkson, yeah. Richard Hammond. We'll, we'll definitely have to get together on that. Because they, oh, yeah. they, those three left BBC and, and did their own thing on Amazon. Right. So, but yeah, yeah really anyway, 
uh, just watching these games develop with everything from just the general physics. Because I remember the first Gran Turismo was like two different games on two different discs, but it was Turismo really. Out of all the of all the games that you really see for like a particular console, particular you know, like either like for we're talking about like PS One, PS Two, PS Three. It always felt like it was a step ahead of the console it was on. It really is. Like I feel. It, it always Grand felt Turismo. like the, the, was this out for like when you're looking back? Was this out for the two? No, that was for the one. Was this out for the three? No, that was actually for the two. And you're like, huh? Well, it's still a little weird too because you go back to the PS One. You had the first game, and then they got the second game. The second game felt like it was second so game. far ahead of the first one. It's like, wait a minute, you did that in just a few years' time. What's the next one going to be like? But then here's the PS2. Okay, now really, what's it going to be like? Yeah. And I think it was actually one of the first games when the 2 launched, wasn't it? Yeah. And then it's kind of become their staple now. New console, new Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it, they're in the middle on the PS3 end of it. it. It felt like they took a step back Yeah. a little bit. Like the visuals were amazing. Like if you set it up right, you'd swear you were in the car. Yeah, right. and and I've I've heard a lot of things, especially on tracks too, based off real right, real life. That was where they put NASCAR into the games for the first time, like that, and it, they flopped big time. There was no realism to, compared to the NASCAR races at all. Like it's okay, I'm at Daytona, I'm on the gas, and I'm passing everybody by myself. That's like, not that's real. N- no, that's, that's, not that, real. that's not how this works. Even for that time, I think they had what they called the two car tandem where just two cars could hook up and be so much faster than everybody else couldn't do it. They didn't program it into the game. It was a a big missed opportunity. But then NASCAR finally got their rights back to make their own games and everything, but that's a completely different tale. And then Forza got to actually take a bite into NASCAR on Forza 7? Yeah. Yeah. It, It had its own DLC, and it did great. So I don't know if this is a matter of who's dropping the most amount of money or the right amount of money, but just the competition's really starting to separate itself now. It it, it really is. And, um, yeah, especially some of those uh, tracks, especially in the indie tracks, I noticed they, they did improve some things. Right. Turismo did. And now you um, got... Forza, uh, did, Forza went above and beyond in terms of, like, the Nürburgring. Oh, yeah. That, oh, like, my, that I, was their pure dedication, yeah. was they wanted the Nürburgring to be as real as it could be. And I do not fault them for that. I would I, I was wa- love to go over <laughs> I there. Was, uh, yeah. Yeah. And... and and uh, the people who actually were who, who drivers, and there's a lot of YouTube videos of actual drivers, you know, playing this game. It's like, is this anything like the Nurburgring? And some of them were like, this is pretty. This is really accurate. This is about as accurate. As this you is about can as accurate get. as you can get. Like it turns in a certain way. You know, this curve is. You know, it does. It does throw everything a certain way. Right. Yeah, it's 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 good. Because I knew there for a while, Gran Turismo was bringing in real professional drivers from all different types of racing. You know, hey, play this game for a couple hours. Tell us what you think. Focus on these three tracks. Tell us what you think. And they were getting all different kinds of feedback. And now it's just kind of at the point where I don't think Company A is getting the right information, but Company B is on certain tracks, and then vice versa. Yeah. As you keep moving through the list. Because you got some games that the gameplay on the track hasn't changed since day one when the first game launched. Yeah. But then you got other tracks where it's just like, wow, okay, this wasn't this hard before. <laughs> but now you've also got the Project Cars competition out there nipping at them a little bit from the PC. The the Top Gear racetrack was fun. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> was fun. That was fun. Bowling. <laughs> Going around the hammerhead. <laughs> uh, the, the bowling pins, that, that killed me. <laughs> Bowling pins killed me. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, so we could talk about NASCAR all day, but uh, what were you saying, Brad? Uh, I was just going to show him. Uh, have you actually seen in Japan the uh, initial D ar- uh, arcade cabinets? Yes, I, I've seen that. I've actually played one of the initial D games in an arcade. Yeah. That was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Like, um, these are set up so that you actually have, you know, like you actually sit in a car and play the game. Right. And. Yeah. If there's any country that does that best, it's freaking Japan. Because, like, dear God, you can wait go. A, wait a minute. When did we get put on hold? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is this is the music. Like uh, to wrap it up. Yeah, the uh, uh, wrap gotcha, up. Gotcha. Uh, that's uh-huh. the thing. Okay. Um, at least uh, 
do that. Uh, so, Brian, do we have any more stories you want to contribute to this um, show? Nothing off the top of my head, no. Um, really just kind of, you know, it, it, it was it was really all about E3 this week. It was all, Yeah, it was all about E3. Um, so, uh, if you have anything listening, if you have anything that you want to contribute towards, like what do you, what's was, what did you like best out of E3? Uh, what games didn't we mention? Please comment uh, wherever you can, uh, and we'll uh, we'll get to those. Um, mm-hmm. Brian, where can we find you on the World Wide Web? You can find me on Twitter at bmassy1987. You can find me on Facebook.com. Um, Manning the Batcast 66 page and um, yeah I'm sure that we're going to be at a couple of events uh, sometime this year we haven't really announced any um, conventions this year so far that we're going to be at because I know that it's the middle of the year and usually I, I would hold off on announcements or anything time yeah sensitive. we don't we don't really have anything going on at the moment but I'm sure that there's got to be a couple skewers in the fire so yeah couple, a couple of skewers in the flame um, do you have anything to plug or uh, I'll just plug real quick. If you want to look me up on Facebook, just look up Bo Ross. It's spelled B-O-R-O-S-S. Just look me up on there. Got Ross Matt. like boss. <laughs> it's boss Bo Ross. <laughs> boss Bo but, Ross. Uh, yes, yeah, sir. We got matches, training matches. I got to word it that way because that's actually what they are. They're training matches every Thursday up in Hagerstown. I will have information up on my Facebook page about that if you would like to reserve tickets. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, uh... For Bo the Boss Man Ross. <laughs> I don't know if you want to I called that. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to run with that. I don't know yet. And uh, Brian Massey and myself, Sean Holmes, you have been listening to Boldly Going Nowhere. Outro? Outro. Outro. Boldly Going Nowhere is a Castwave Studios production. For other shows and more, visit castwavestudios.com. Oh, that sounded great.